One of the most common questions I get as a Christian is how to live in today's world as a Christ follower. As you know, Christianity is not popular right now. It has never been, but in recent times, it is gaining unfavorable responses from the world at large. But that does not mean that we as Christians are supposed to fall back. Absolutely not. Christ calls us to stand up, stand out, be a salt and a light. We have authority. And guess what? We have actions that we need to do for Christ and through Christ in today's world. So this episode of the Good Apple Podcast is part of the series Stand Out. And trust me, you're not going to want to miss it. So stay tuned. Apples, welcome back to the weekly podcast, The Good Apple, with me, your host, Sharonda Simone. The Good Apple is a place where Christ followers, at any stage of your walk, can learn to apply powerful, life-transformative, biblical truths to live in the world, but not of the world, according to John 15. We are a community of kingdom kids who live bright lives, seasoned and salty, with lots of godly flavor to enhance the world as directed in Matthew 5. We are the remnant of God's people, the good apples, who invite God into our everyday lives and live in success, health, wealth, prosperity, peace, and applied biblical knowledge as those spoken of in Isaiah 65. Apples, welcome or welcome back. Apples, welcome back to the weekly podcast, The Good Apple, with me, your host, Sharonda Simone. So today we are continuing our multi-part series, Stand Out. If you have not heard the first and second episodes in this series, be sure to check down below because you are definitely going to want to listen because the information does build upon itself. So I highly recommend if you haven't checked out the other two parts, one and two, then be sure to listen as soon as you can. I know you're going to be blessed. Now, if you are new to the Good Apple community, welcome to you. I am so happy you are here. I know that you will be blessed, not because of me, but because of the God we serve. Also, too, if you are a returning listener, thank you, thank you, thank you. Our community continues to grow stronger and stronger with more genuine connections every single week. I so enjoy chatting it up with you guys on Instagram as well as Facebook. So if you aren't a part of the Good Apple community as far as just communication, then please be sure to reach out to me. All of my information is listed down below. I would love to hear from you. Now, I said a few weeks ago that I do want for season two to be a little different from season one. So the first thing you will notice if you are a returning listener is that the episodes are just a bit shorter. Please reach out to me. Let me know if you prefer this shorter format or if you like the longer segments. Also, I am wanting to have more conversations with other good apples here on the podcast. So I do already have some interviews done that I'm working to edit. I also have some interviews lined up. That being said, if you or someone you know wants to join me, for a podcast episode, like a co-host type situation, then be sure to reach out to me so we can definitely set that up. I would love to hear from you guys. Again, I don't want it just to be a one-sided, you know, perspective. I think that there is so much information and so much more blessing that we can get when we have an actual conversation. So please reach out to me. And of course, stay tuned because in upcoming episodes, you're going to hear from other good apples in the good apple community. 
Now, you know that every episode, I like to give a special shout out to one of our good Apple community members who continues the conversation, who reaches out, who stays engaged. So this week is no different. This week's episode, I want to say a special shout out and thank you to Moise. Moise is actually someone who has been with the Good Apple community for a while now. He is there in Southern Florida and get this, you guys, he is responsible for the episode music that you hear, the signature song that you hear on every Good Apple Community episode. So if you're interested in checking out some of his work, I'll also leave his information down below. A very talented musician. Thank you again, Moise, for tuning in week after week and for being a valued member of the Good Apple Community. Okay, so we are about to head into the part of the multi-part series. Like I said before, stand out. Basically, this entire series, if you haven't been listening to the other episodes, has been sharing with you practical ways for you to stand up and stand out for Christ in today's world. It's not always easy, guys, but it is necessary. As disciples, as Christ followers, we are called to stand out. We are called to be the salt, the light in this world. And so if you haven't, you know, then you should hear the other episodes. But today I know you're going to be blessed. I'm going to be closing out the information. And remember, this is the women's event okay so it's an excerpt from the women's event that I spoke you know at my church but even though it is you know a presentation that I gave to women it is for all of good apples male or female young or old I know that you're going to get good information because it's bible based and as we know the word of God is the same it doesn't change you know God's word is what it is and it says what it says and one of the foundation things that we have to establish as Christ followers especially today, okay, when things are so gray, we have to establish what we believe. And we have to, as God's people, believe the word of God. So again, I hope you are blessed by this episode. Um, I'm going to share it with you in just a minute. But before we do that, let's go ahead and go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so very much for waking us up today, God. We thank you so much for loving us unconditionally, God. We thank you so much for pouring out your spirit on this world like you said you would do in the word, God. You said you would do it, and we're so grateful that you are because we need you. Lord, we need you now more than ever. So we ask right now that you just come and inhabit this episode. Lord, we ask right now that if there is any barrier... In my environment, God, you know, as the host of this episode, I ask that you just remove it, God. I want for anything that I say or do here to be what you want for your people to hear. We come against the works of Satan, technical difficulties, you know, preventing us from making this digital connection. We cancel your assignment right now. The minions of Satan, we bind you up. The Bible says that whatever we bind on earth is bound in heaven and whatever we loose on earth is loose in heaven and we stand on that right now so satan we rebuke you we cancel your plans through this episode or even in the lives of our listeners we come against you we render you impotent in the name of jesus father god we love you we thank you so much for what you're going to do in this week in the good apples lives god and moving forward and all of these things we ask in the mighty name of jesus amen tasty just enough just enough thank you guys so much for all of the um just the nice comments that i received throughout the break 
Again, all glory be to God. It is not him, or not me, it is all him. So all glory be to God. Okay, so we are going to continue our conversation. As you guys know, I like conversations. I don't like just one-way situations. I like to talk back and forth. So thank you guys for being so willing and so participatory. All right, so the next thing we are going to talk about is knowing our identity. Who has ever had their identity stolen? It's awful. Let me tell you what happened a few times, actually. I look on my ledger, and I see, like, Nikes for, like, hundreds of dollars. And I was like, let me tell you, if Louboutin is not on this ledger, then Nike will never be on this ledger, okay? And so whoever stole my identity just went haywire in some shoe store in, I don't know if it's, like, Atlanta or something. But I just felt so violated. It was, like, so just... It's almost like there are eyes watching you. You know what I'm saying? Like your identity is so, even just online or your presence, your you know, bills, your credit cards, all of that, it's so personal, right? Well, your identity here on earth is one thing. And when we get that stolen, it's like a violation. We shut everything down. It stops our life for a moment, right? Because we have to call the bank. We have to stop payments on certain things. We have to try and investigate, file a claim, wait for them to refund the money. It's a hassle when your identity is stolen here on earth. Every day, Satan is trying to steal our identity. Every day. But your credit cards, he doesn't want that. Your medical insurance information, irrelevant. The power that God gave you, that's what he wants to steal. This episode of the Good Apple Podcast is being sponsored by SharondaSimone.com, the website where I share all of my raves and faves for beauty, motherhood, lifestyle, and my home. All the items there can keep you bougie on a budget. So make sure you head over and check it out www.sharondasimone.com Because see, remember, before Satan was Satan, he was who? Lucifer. And Lucifer was an angel. Angels, while they have a lot of uh, capabilities, they don't have the power that God gave us to, as humans. He made us in his image. Angels have to take orders. As humans through Christ, we can give orders. So Satan is constantly trying to usurp your identity. And as much as we allow him to, he will take. So how can he do that? He can't just come and take your name and take it. No, he can't do that. But if we don't know our identity, that's where he can snatch it up. Because if it's unclaimed, it's like a social security number that's unclaimed, he can just snatch it up. So if you don't claim your identity, Satan will use it. Satan perverts. That's what he does. He takes anything that God has and he makes a mock-up. And then he muddies it. So your strength in Christ, your God-given authority, he takes that And he uses it because he doesn't have his own. 
And I'm spending a lot of time breaking this down because it's something that I didn't know for very long. You know, as a child, I thought Satan was this big, scary, just, you know, all powerful. Anybody else thought that? Like, you know, you think, oh, it's, oh, oh my God. Let me tell you something. Satan is only as powerful as you are powerful and you let him be. He has no power. Like, no, say say it with me. Satan has no power. So the power that Jesus is talking about in Luke 10, 19 is actually the power that Adam and Eve relinquished to him in the garden and that we humans continue to give to him on a daily basis. Because without humans, Satan has no power, which is why he operates through humans. So if we don't know our identity, it's up for grabs. Am I saying that we get possessed? No. But you can be oppressed. You can be manipulated. It happens to all of us. Why? Because we're human. So we have to know our identity. Next slide. So in Mark 1, 34, Jesus again, he's doing his father's business. He's in this town. He's healing, okay? He healed many who had various diseases. He also drove out demons. Next slide. But he would not let the demons speak because they knew who he was. So Jesus is about his father's business. He's healing people. He's casting out demons. He is doing his thing. But who else was there? Some demons, right? Because that's just, I told you, remember, Satan always muddies stuff. So Satan is there. His minions are there. And what do they want to do? They want to say something. Now, it's very interesting, if we can go back to the other slide. Go right back to the previous slide. And Jesus healed many who had various diseases. He also drove out many demons. Next slide. But he would, he, Jesus, would not let the demons speak because they knew who he was. Now, I don't know about you, but when I was reading this, I was actually listening to it on the way to work. I have over an hour commute, right? So I usually listen to my version Bible app. It reads to me, so I'm reading the Bible, that type of thing. And I remember, I was like, that doesn't even sound right. Listen to this. But he, Jesus, would not let the demons speak. He wouldn't let the demons speak because they knew who he was. Does anybody else see? Like, it's kind of weird. It kind of reads funny, right? Why would them knowing who he was not make Jesus, like, have Jesus not let them speak? If anything, you would say, the demons didn't speak because the demons knew who Jesus was. That would make more sense, right? And I said, I said, Holy Spirit, I looked at a few translations, and it still read out the same. But he, Jesus, would not let the demons speak because they, the demons, knew who Jesus was. So it is implied that two things are going on. The demons want to speak, that also that Jesus wouldn't let them speak. And the only reason was because Jesus also knew who he was. So see, many times in life, we are having conversations with the enemy that should not be back and forth. It should not be a tennis match. You ought to shut it down. Because the demons know who you are, okay? Don't get it twisted. They know your identity I am. They know who God called you to be. But do you know? Because if you don't know, you'll have conversations with the, with the enemy when you should be shutting it down. This was life-changing for me. 
I played it back so many times. I said, God, wait, hold up. See, you just tell me that I, they don't, we don't have to have a back and forth. You don't have to have to come in agreement or come to an understanding with Satan. My dear, no. But if you don't know who you are, you will allow them to speak. You will allow Satan to run rampant in your life if you don't know who you are. Because Satan knows who you are. Remember, he's trying to snuff out that light, dilute that salt, and prevent you from being seen. Why would he want to do that? Because he knows who you are, Courtney. But if we don't know who we are, we'll let him talk. Stop. No more conversations with the enemy. My father told me this one time. He said, we don't negotiate with terrorists, so why are we talking with Satan? <laughs> no, for real. Like, my dad was like, he's like, we don't, like, if someone is against you, openly against you, are you going to have a, you're going to bring them in and, okay, let's, let's try and hash this out. No, it's blow for blow, let's go. I don't know about you guys. You, look, everyone in here, most people put up their hands. You have something to protect. You have something to protect. You can, we cannot. I'm talking to myself. I say this almost on every podcast. If I'm saying it to you, I'm saying it to me. We have a job and obligation. We have authority. We have something we need to do. If we don't know what we're doing, we cannot do it. If we don't know who we are, our job title and job description, you cannot do it effectively. They cancel you, right? They, they cancel you from your job, correct? In Matthew 5... Let's go back. Jesus said, if salt loses its saltiness, then it's good for nothing. That is what he said. I don't know about you, but Jesus was about about it to me, okay? Like, you know, he was definitely a kumbaya, let's all love, but at the same time, he did not mince words. If we're not salty, he said, what good are you on the earth? toss you out and trample like look to your neighbor and say I see you with your salty self okay (laughs) don't let Satan dilute that but you have to know you're at you have to first know that you are salt that you add to, that you bring godly flavors out wherever you go, that you are the light that illuminates a world of darkness, that when you enter a room, you carry the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. The same power, not a type of, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. That's why Satan wants to dilute. That's why he wants to snuff out the light. And that's why he doesn't want you to be seen. We have to know our identity. I'm telling you, you walk differently when you know who you are in Christ. I firmly believe that it was not the lack of glasses that second year in high school that made Miss Anna Singh not know who I was. When I tell you I would help her teach class, the lady knew me. But what had changed? That God confidence. I know the tears I cried and the, the conversation God and I had that changes you. So don't be offended by the negativity of others, okay, because it's coming. You think you change. Absolutely. The Bible says that I am a new creation in Christ. Next. You can't always be so worried about what people say. You know why? Because people are people. 
they change like the weather. And I'm telling you this out of love because I've been there. I have worried and been concerned about what others thought. It's pointless. Because when God wants you to do something, when God promotes you, when he moves you to where you need to be, the right people will be there. And those who are not meant to will not. A few years ago, I was talking with my dad, about the same time when I was having issues in high school, and then again in, uh, when I f- had my first job. And he reminded me of something. He's like, look, where God is taking you, it's going to be awkward. It's going to be a bit lonely at times. It is. He said, so you've got to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. It has to become first nature for you to know that some people are going to tilt their head like that pediatrician did. But I have something to protect. I can't have you speaking certain things into my child's life. It's not being rude. It's standing out for Christ. I'm living boldly. We have to know our identity. So when Jesus was talking, Satan, the demons, wanted to talk too. So trust and believe when you're doing your father's business, whether it be in your home, at your job, in your small circle of friends, Satan's going to want to say something too. But we now know that we don't have conversations with the enemy. There is no tit-for-tat, back-and-forth tennis match. It's one and done. You shut it down because you know your identity. You pull back to Luke 10, 19. I'm telling you, in your daily life, like this is what we have to do every single day. I don't care how big the situation or how small the situation. You have authority over all the power that Satan has usurped. Because remember, it's not really his. So you see, when we break things down to the molecular level, it becomes much easier because we're not looking at Satan as this big, gigantic, powerful force because we know that we have authority over all the lies that he's perverted. You see, all of the the lies he's told and the perversion that he's created, we have authority over all of that. But we have to know our identity like Jesus did because he did not let them speak because Jesus also knew who he was and the demons knew who he was. Does everybody get that? Does does it make sense? We have to know who we are. Otherwise, we will have conversations with the enemy. Allow him to have a say when he should be silent. And we do that through our words, speaking the word of God that we have written on our hearts. You see how it's all tying together? We speak into the situation, and we prevent those from speaking into our situation. If it doesn't line up with God, with all due respect, don't say it. It gets awkward, guys. It, it gets awkward. I had a uh, family member say once, Brennan, he was about nine months old, very small, still, of course, needy, you know, and he was crying. And so I'm a new mother, and my child's only nine months old, so I drop everything, and I go to tend to my child, right? That makes sense to us women. Well, this uh, male family member says, oh, I can see he's going to be one of those. Just needs his mom, just weak, and just started speaking all this negativity. He thought he was being funny. And he started likening him to other people in the family who hadn't really accomplished a lot because they were 
Let me tell you something. The only reason why I can speak so confidently is because I read the Bible and says I can do so, okay? But before this, I was doing it, and I, had, and I even know. But now that the Bible tells me so, oh, that's a wrap. That's a wrap. And Jesus said I can say. I said, I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. He was like, what? I was like, I don't need you to understand what I said. I just need to hear the Satan to hear what I said. I canceled that in the name of Jesus, and I went back to breastfeeding my baby. I don't have time for this. I don't have time for this. We don't have time for this. This is real. This is real life. Satan is coming to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And if we aren't about it, about it, if we don't have that confidence in God, if we don't know who we are, we will allow Satan to speak into our children's lives, into our finances, into our marriages, into our health, into our mental health and wellness. We'll allow a conversation when it should have been, I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. I have patience. Oh, when you get to my age, you'll be broken down. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. And I go back to treatment. You think I'm playing. You all need to get sick. Look, this is what I'm, this is what it takes. You see, over your life, if people continue to speak words, they're planting seeds. How many of you can remember a negative word that was spoken to you or over you years ago? How many of you can remember those words? Those are seeds. And if we don't snip them at the root, they germinate. And they bring to fruition life. Whether it's life unto God or death. I say it jokingly, but I'm serious. This is what I do. And it works, not because of Sharonda, but because God says so. The Bible tells me so. We all sang that in, in, in uh, you know, Bible school, right? Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Okay, so now that we are a little bit more older and polished and life has shown us that maybe things don't work out, the Bible doesn't say it anymore. No, the Bible still says the same thing, correct? The Bible tells me so. The Bible tells me that I have authority. The Bible tells you, Stephanie, you have authority. You have authority. Know your God. You have an identity in Christ that Satan wants to pervert. We have to know our identity. So then the question is, now what? So we move on to Mark 9.24, and I didn't put the whole thing on the screen, so it's a lot to read, but again, you guys, Jesus, man, Jesus, I don't know. When I read what Jesus did, and I like to kind of make it, you know, out of the black and white, okay? So here it is. Jesus heals demon-possessed boy, okay? So we're talking about 9.14, Mark 9.14. When they returned to the other disciples, they saw a large crowd surrounding them. And some teachers of religious law were arguing with them. When the crowd saw Jesus, they were overwhelmed with awe, and they ran to greet him. What is all this arguing about? Okay, you have to, this is Jesus now, okay? Okay, let me change my voice. What is all this arguing about? Jesus asked. One of the men in the crowd spoke up and said, Teacher, I brought my son so you could heal him. He is possessed by an evil spirit, but it won't let him talk. 
And whenever the spirit seizes him, it throws him violently to the ground. Then he foams at the mouth and grinds his teeth and becomes rigid. So I asked your disciples to cast out the evil spirit, but they couldn't do it. Jesus said to them, you ready for this? You faithless people, how long must I be with you? You guys look, this is Jesus, okay? All the translations say it the same way. And some are even a bit more rough. You faithless people, how long must I be with you? How long must I put up with you? Wow, okay. Bring the boy to me. He's frustrated at this point. He's like, I've been with y'all. We've been talking, healing people. We've been, you know, opening blind eyes. He's like, I'm about to go back to my daddy. What are you doing? This is, this is light work. What are you doing? Ladies, what are we doing? What are we doing? I have to ask myself all the time, Lord, please don't be looking down at me like, you faithless people, how long must I put up with you? So they brought the boy to Jesus. But when the evil spirit saw Jesus, it threw the child into a violent convulsion, and he fell to the ground, writhing and foaming at the mouth. Now, most people in turmoil, what do we do? Panic. I don't know about you. I mean, you know, we've all been there. You, if I saw my child writhing, first of all, we take it back to the hospital. It's not mine. It's not, mm-mm. It's, mm-mm. But in all seriousness, what do we do when times get rough? Well, we should pray. But sometimes maybe we have a panic moment, right? Maybe we say, okay, now we go to the internet and start Googling, okay, what does this symptom mean? Oh. And by the time you go to bed at night, you just diagnose yourself with 10,000 different things. Okay? You have a problem in your marriage, and instead of going to God and seeking it, then you go in and you on horoscope and all that foolishness. Come on now. Come on. I love you, and if I love you, I have to say it. But Jesus, seeing them writhing and foaming at the mouth, how long has this been happening? It was so cool. How long? Now, Mark, he just yelled at the, at the disciples. Sir, how long has your child been doing this? Tell me. He replied, since he was a little boy, the spirit often throws him into the fire or into water trying to kill him. Have mercy on us and help us if you can. There goes that chicken prayer again. Jesus said, what do you mean if I can? Like, you guys, come on. Come on now. He's a man. He's not going to be like, what do you mean if I can? Come on. He's not going to do that. It's Jesus. What do you mean if I can? You brought him to me. What you bring him to me for? You don't think I can do it? Ladies, why you bring your problems to God if you don't think he can do it? If he can. I'm talking to myself. I have things I'm going through right now, and I'm reminding myself, Sharonda, what you bring it to God for if you don't think you can do it? If I can. Anything is possible if a person believes. Anything. So only some things? Anything. 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 And it's implied believes in Jesus. Anything is possible. When Jesus saw the crowd on, of onlookers was growing, he rebuked the evil spirit. Now, he said, listen. Again, you see, I say what Jesus said. If he said it and it worked, I'm going to say it. Ladies, listen. 
you evil spirit of division in my home, get out in the name of Jesus and don't come back again. He said, listen, you spirit that makes this boy unable to hear and speak, he said, I command you to come out of this child and never enter again. You want something out your house? You want something out your marriage? You tell it with the authority that God gave you in Luke 10, 19. You speak to it. When I'm at home by myself, after I put my clothes back on, okay, because usually it's like, whoo, freedom. <laughs> I then say, okay, if there is anything that's not of God, listen. I command you in the name of Jesus to leave and never come in here again. Because things are always going to try and creep in. Always. You have visitors in your home. The TV's on in your home. The radio's on in your home. There's always something creeping in. Listen, you evil spirit. I command you to get out and never return again. Well, who tells you you can do that? Jesus. Luke 10, 19. That's how I have that authority. It's practical. This is taking it outside of your head and speaking it into existence. Words have power. What does the Bible say about the tongue? It's the most powerful weapon, right? It either gives life or death. Ladies, this is, this is how we do it. This is how we stand bold. This is how we live boldly in Christ. This is how we do it. This is how we reclaim our marriages. How we, we reclaim our health, our children, our finances, our relationships, our profession, our career path. This is how we do it. Okay. Afterward, when Jesus was alone in the house with his disciples, they asked him, Jesus. <laughs> like, for real, it was, that, that was embarrassing, Jesus. Like, I mean, we are your disciples, Jesus. And the man brought his son. We tried it. It didn't work. Jesus, what, what did we do wrong? Like, help us. Yeah, I mean, you have to, like, Put it into the full picture. They're in a big group of people. And you are God's chosen disciples. And you couldn't do it. They were embarrassed. I would be. So they asked Jesus, what, what, what did we do wrong? That's okay. I take a lesson from that. Okay, Lord, what could I have done better? Tell me. Tell me, tell me what I allowed in my home and didn't know it. Tell, my what, tell me what I agreed to and signed up with and aligned myself with that I didn't know. Because I, I thought I was doing it right, Lord. So what did I do wrong? Do you see that? I think that's a teaching point in that, right? I think because I'm reminding myself like, okay, well, we don't have all the answers. I don't know everything. So I think I'm doing it right, Lord, but maybe I, I missed something. Maybe I allowed something that I shouldn't have. Can you tell me what I did so I can get it right the next time? And Jesus said, this kind can be cast out only by prayer. And some translations say, and fasting. Now, for a long time, I thought to myself, okay, all right, so there are certain spirits that I have to pray and fast over. Got it, check. And Holy Spirit opened up something more to me. It's not that the spirit 
is affected by my prayer or fasting. Prayer or fasting doesn't change what the Spirit's going to do, Satan. It it doesn't change him because Satan is the same. He's been doing the same things from way back when. So what does the prayer and fasting have to do with it? It changes us. It disciplines us. It puts our flesh under submission. It opens up our communication with God better. It doesn't have any impact on Satan. He's going to be the same Satan. We change. We get closer to God. We get more intimate with God. We know our God more through prayer and fasting. But it doesn't change what the spirit of Satan does. It changes us because then we know our identity. We know our God. We know our authority. You see that? So Jesus said, some kind, some of them can only come out, be cast out by prayer and fasting, meaning we are built up. You have to be built up to know who you are, to by prayer and fasting, you know what you can do and whose authority you operate under. You see how that is? To me, that was like, oh, okay. Because Satan doesn't care if you eat or not. He doesn't care if you pray a thousand prayers. It changes you. It changes me. And that's how we're able to affect the change and cast out and reclaim our territory. All righty, Apples. I really hope you enjoyed that episode as much as I did. Let me tell you, listening to this playback has been a blessing to me. If it's blessed you, please be sure to share this podcast with a friend. Again, I say it almost every episode. You never know what somebody else is going through. So be obedient and share, share, share. Also, too, if you are tuning in and you haven't yet reached out to me to let me know that you are a member of the Good Apple community, please do so. Again, so many times I get questions from other Good Apples saying, you know, how are we going to do this? Because sometimes it feels like we're all alone. It seems as though it's just me and you against the world. But guess what, you guys? That's not the case. There are so many other Good Apples, and I feel like if we can just identify one another We can be encouraged. You know, the Bible says that where two or more are gathered in the name of God, that is where he is. And we are blessed to have the capability to show our union digitally. You know what I mean? So again, I look forward to meeting up with you in the comments on Facebook as well as on Instagram. Or you can even email me. All of my social media contact information is linked down below. And you can find that through whatever app you are listening to this podcast. All right, you guys, that is it for this Sunday's episode. I do look forward to talking with you next Sunday. So until next time, remember, it's your girl, Sharonda Simone. And I will either see you at the top or from the top. You decide. Bye.